Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. This is I Can See Clearly Now with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today. I can see clearly now with Dr. Wayne Dyer, and today is a special day because actually I have Dr. Wayne Dyer here in the studio, live and in person. Mm. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> How does it feel being in the you know the studio, the Hay House mothership? That's great, and you look beautiful. Thank yeah. you. You look better in person than you do on the radio. <laughs> do I have a, a voice for radio? Or yes, you do. <laughs> we, we used to say with the guys that I worked with in, in rock radio, you know, they had a face for radio because mm. they'd be these kind of you know crazy guys. Uh-huh. And they'd get all the women. Yeah, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. But it is. It's great to have you here, Thank and you. you're here just for a little while before you head to Australia. Yeah, I leave a week from today, so I'll be in the studio next week too. Hopefully, yeah, yeah that'll be great. Two of my daughters are coming, and it's a it's a big time right now for me because um, I've kind of been evicted from where I live uh, in Maui. Yeah, um, they're doing all kinds of renovation work and work underneath the pipes under the. So we had they had to empty in the entire place, and uh, so for the next four, this is day one of 120 days. That so you're going to be a nomad uh, for a little road. while, right? And it's. It's very it's fascinating to to do with, to deal with something like that because there's like in everything in life there's like two ways to to look at it you know you can look at it from the perspective of oh my god they're kicking me out of my house and I'm going to have to be on the road and I'm you know and I've got to you know change my clothes and um, you right. know I carry things with me and, and you know and it just go and you can go on and on and on which which I started to do a little bit of because I, the ego of you just gets in there and just starts to just just kind of take over. Or you can just, uh, you know, take a little different view of it, which is, uh, you know, that this is a new adventure. It's an exciting kind of thing. Um, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, so I'm, I'm when I leave from here, I go from here to Australia, and then from Australia to New Zealand, then back to Maui, then I'm going to, you know, to uh, the East Coast to Orlando in in September. Um, so and then I'll be staying over there for a while. Then I'm going off to off to London to speak in London, the other side of the world. I don't know if you've looked at a map lately, but yeah. London and Australia are it's a lot know, of miles. That's a twenty four hour flight from the, and then from there we're going uh, flying from London over to Rome, and I'm going to go to the Holy Land. We're doing this beautiful cruise to the Holy Land, something I've always wanted to do. That's going to be so yeah. exciting, the Holy Land cruise. Yeah. I think there is there still. Cabins available? I think so. They still have it on my Facebook page, so I assume it it's must uh, be. there's only a few. I think it, there, some people canceled. That's why there's still a few. Uh, you know, they had, it was sold out, and then it got right down to it, and some people couldn't do it. Um, but it's, um, you know, and I was thinking about this. I was going to talk about this last week, and then um, I, I couldn't do the show because the. Uh, they were doing some construction work at the place. I, it was just pound, 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 so there's no way I Impossible. could do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember Maslow used to talk to us about um, about motivation, about the, the two different kinds of motivation. And um, he said most people are uh, what he called uh, deficiency motivated. That is, they look into their life and whatever it is that's uh, going on in their life that they don't like, they use that to uh, to motivate themselves. 
so that if you're, you know, if you look at yourself and you step on a scale and there's 20, 20 pounds there too much, so then you're motivated to take off 20 pounds. Um, or uh, if there's things about your personality that you want to change, you have to look at the, the, the deficiencies and say, okay, this is what's wrong with me. And I got thinking about this um, years ago when, when uh, I had written a book called Your Erroneous Zones way back in the 70s. And someone had called me in on a radio show and said something to the effect that why would uh, why why in America do we have so many self help books you know why do, why do people need so you know to have uh, you know books because and he was coming from a place of what Maslow called deficiency motivation assuming that a person who buys a self help book or a person who goes to a conference like an I can do it conference or anything like that has got something seriously wrong with them, and the reason that they go is then to get it corrected, to get it fixed up. Um, and uh, he said so self-actualizing people are very different. They don't, um, they're not motivated by, they don't look at what, where they are in any other way than where I am is absolutely fine. It's perfect. These are, I'm here as a result of all the choices that I've made. This is my life. This is how I'm living my life. And uh, there's, there's uh, nothing for me to fix. There's, nothing for, there's no deficiencies here. Um, but I am motivated by what Maslow called growth motivation. You know, so that wherever I am, whatever I'm doing at any moment in, in your life, and that's how I've been approaching, you know, even going on this, on this trip or whatever, that I know there's a great adventure ahead of me. And I know that there's going to be, you know, I'm going to meet some fantastic people. And I know that uh, speaking in another country and, you know, is going to be, you know, having a new excitement. And I imagine the you know, place is sold out down in, uh, in Australia, in, in Brisbane. That's exciting. And, yeah. Um, and, and how much growth can, can you, you know, you know, can you handle in your life? So that I think of myself right now, Diane, I'm probably more in a growth spurt than I've ever been in my life. And I'm 75 years old. Uh, you know, my two brothers, both of whom are, are uh, a year or two years older than I am, have been retired for like 22, 23 years. They haven't done anything, you know, and I'm thinking. Just uh, fishing and yeah. relaxing kind of or thing. Just, yeah, just uh, a lot of times just kind of laying around and not really feeling like they have too much to do and so on. And I... I think about, you know, how much of my life energy, how much time I spend in a day just reading. You know, just, uh, you know, we were talking before about, we were talking about reading a little bit about Ramana Maharshi and uh, and taking on some of these uh, sort of more esoteric <laughs> <ideas>. texts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've been reading a book called uh, Vasista's Yoga. I've been studying. I read the entire thing all the way through, which is a, a huge accomplishment just to get through it. And now I'm almost through it for the second time. Uh, and, and, and I can't wait to get to it. And I, and I, be, I begin to even question myself about um, even standing up before audiences and so on. I think to myself, I don't, I don't know enough for anybody to even you know, want to ask me any question. When I checked into the hotel here over at uh, La Costa, um, there was a fellow there that told me, oh, my God, you've changed my life and just went on and on and on. And I was thinking, if you only knew that inside <laughs> of me, I have all – it's like I just feel like I'm just beginning to scratch the surface, you know. And that uh, – and I don't know that that ever stops, you know. So and as I'm talking to, uh, to all of you out there right now, you know, take a, you know, any time that you're reading something that's going to improve your life or that's going to make uh, you know, have new insights, it's going to change the way you look at you know, anything or even in your relationships or even towards finance or towards your health or whatever it is, that um, you, know, you, can be, you can be a healthy person devoid of symptoms. 
And you can also be someone that is moving toward perfect health, you know, to a place where, you know, uh, you are living, you know, at, at, the, at the highest levels. Your blood, is, your, your, you know, your blood sugar is where it, where it belongs and, and all of your systems are working. They're not just working, but you're living from a place where you can do anything or create anything in your life. Um, and before I, before I took off for the plane yesterday um, from Maui, I... I I decided to reread a book that was really, um, really instrumental in my life. Um, back in 1978, I was uh, a guest on a uh, uh, in a program in Vienna uh, in uh, for the for YPO, Young Presidents Organization, and they put me on a panel there um, with uh, Virginia Satir. Uh, the great uh, joint family therapist. Are you familiar with Virginia Satir? I'm not familiar with oh. her work now. Oh, yeah. Someone to put on my list. Yeah, Virginia Satir. And and then also uh, Viktor Frankl. And this was 1978. And uh, Viktor Frankl was, uh, you know, was at Auschwitz and he was at Dachau, two places that I visited in my life. Um, and, you know, that and his book was called A Man's Search for Meaning and basically says that... Uh, we're not motivated by anything other than our desire to feel a sense of meaning in our lives, you know, to have that. And when we lose that, we really lose our humanity. And he he details what it was like to uh, be taken from his home in uh, 1939 um, and just everything taken away from him. He was a, a very prominent psychiatrist. He had a very big, very big home, beautiful and his entire family, everyone, was taken and put into boxcars and sent off to uh, Auschwitz. And only one sister survived, his wife. He was only in his 20s. And his, his, his it's wife. hard to believe even that something like that could take place, Yeah, you know, when, in this day and age. Yeah, and when you think about it, Diane, I, I mean, I was alive during this time, you know. I mean... It's just hard for me to imagine that in the years between 1940 and 1945, when the liberation came, uh, I was born in 1940, so I was a young boy in a, in a foster home in a series of orphanages at that time, but, but that I was alive and, and that somehow humanity had gotten so far off kilter that we could allow such a uh-huh. horrific things to happen. You think, well, it could never happen. Now we've done that. It could never happen again. And and then there's Rwanda, and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's like... In, it's always that fear. Yeah, or what if you had been by whatever stroke of makes those decisions, mm-hmm. you know, a, a young Jewish boy mm-hmm. at that time? Or a young you know, Nazi how, boy. Right, or how uh, different mm-hmm. your life would have been. I always wonder if I, if they would have placed, you know, if I'd have been in Germany and I would have been a part of Hitler Youth, because everybody, uh, every single person was required to be in it. Right. I just wonder, could I, could I have been con- convinced to behave in such a hateful manner towards, uh, towards anybody else? Or could, uh, you know, it's... Anyway, it gets yeah. you thinking. But oh. I heard an interview with Steven Spielberg talking about that when he was filming Schindler's, Schindler's List. I just watched that recently. Isn't too. that intense mm. to see it again? Yeah. And uh, I I watched it recently too. It was making the rounds it's on, on cable. It's on HBO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I recorded it. And, and uh, it. he he remembers being you know in Europe filming, thinking, "What if you know the situation had been different for mm. me? Consequences? You know, if I had been there at that time, what mm. would happen?" Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. But I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> but I just, it's the whole idea of wherever you are, you, know, you don't have to uh, 
I used to say to my audiences when they would ask this very question about why, you know, why is it that people want to buy these kind of books and why we have so many crazy people, you know, who uh, have to go to these kind of conferences and try to uh, improve themselves and so on. I'd say, well, they're, they're not deficiency motivated. They're growth motivated. And the, the slogan, that, the term that I use, I used to say, uh, you don't have to be sick to get better, you know. Right. And that's that's growth versus deficiency motivation. A person who thinks the only reason I would ever get better is if I've got something wrong with me. So I, you know, and and you go to the doctor, and the doctor is looking for something to be wrong with you, um, as opposed to going to a doctor to say I'm fine where I am, but I want to reach perfect health, maximum health. I want to be able to, right. you know, I want to be able to run a marathon, and I want to be able to. You know, There's more growth. Yeah. And right. for me, um, like we were talking about reading, you know, Ramana Maharshi or, you know, some of these ideas mm-hmm. have been around forever, but I've, I've never read that. Yeah. And, and there's still so mm-hmm. much more to learn, you know, and like you said, you realize – all right, I think, boy, I don't know anything. <laughs> I do it all the There's time. There's more to yeah. learn. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm just flabbergasted. When I read, when, especially when I read Vasista, and I think about things like uh, infinite consciousness and uh, and and. Uh, and when was uh, that written? Like. That's uh, that's thousands of years old. That's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, and it's an ancient. It's an ancient text. It's it's just it's a it's a story between Rama and uh, and Vasista. So it's a, a, a guru teaching a young person about what you know, so kind of like the Bhagavad Gita, but yeah, it is. It's very similar. In fact, and there's there's things from the Bhagavad Gita in there. Quite a bit, quite a few things in there from that as well. Yeah, but anyway, it's a it's 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 quite a time for myself. I keep thinking, when when am I going to just retire and just relax and just find you know uh, you know the joy of uh, of doing nothing. Um, instead of uh, always pushing myself, uh, I think it's just part of the maybe finding a balance. Yeah, to be able to do nothing and enjoy that too, but still right. be excited about mm-hmm. new ideas. Yeah. So anyway, we're doing the show today, and I was up all night. Uh, <laughs> I took it out all night flight so bad. Uh, on an airline that it just amazes me. They don't. That's the coldest airplane I've ever been on, uh, and they don't have any blankets and they don't have any pillows. <laughs> so you just had to sit there like a block of ice yeah, and just, like, just an, It's just an insane – I mean, it's like, you know, they don't even have the option of buying a pillow or a, a blanket. Uh, and I thought, well, I, I wrote a letter this morning to the, to the airline. To oh, you Alaskan did? Alaskan Airlines, yeah, <laughs> and let them know how I felt about it. And, you know, I bought a first-class ticket. Uh, and, and still just, not in first st- class either. <laughs> not, uh, no blankets, nope, no pillows. No I thought, perks. well, we've got to change that. Anyway, no let's food. see who's on the uh, who's out there talking today. Yeah, we've got some great people lined up here to chat with you. So let's start with Lacey in Utah. She's in Richfield, Utah, on line one. And welcome Hi. to the show, Lacey. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Hi, how are you guys? Hey, Lacey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. great. Have, just was up all night flying. Well, no big deal. Huh? No, there you go. <laughs> no big <laughs> deal for to... you. You were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> so, but anyways, I actually talked to you guys um, two weeks ago. Um, I talked to you about you know a product that I was on, and I was oh thrive oh, right. Oh, yes, I remember thrive. that. Yes, yeah. Thrive, thrive by Lavelle, mm-hmm. <laughs> the complicated one. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so I just wanted to let you know I got the. I got the co-creating at its best DVD, and I watched it right away. And oh, good. 
was inspired right away. Um, my favorite part, the whole thing was amazing, but my favorite part was when you started to talk about how you were so passionate about, you know, raw food and, you know, gluten-free right. and, and I just saw that passion in you and it, was, it, made, it broke my heart. I was just like, let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but it, it, she was, she was holding, or they, I guess it's, it's a yeah. they, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> yep, for yeah. sure. But you know, that's, that was, that's there's so much good advice in that, but and and it's just uh, I, I don't know I I always end up going back to that whole thing about it's basic uh, what I was just talking about the difference between growth motivation and deficiency motivation, you know mm-hmm. you, we, we look out there and we can say tell us we can look at society and look at all the things that are wrong with society, you know we've got too many guns we've got too many you know we've got too much sugar in our food we don't you know we have uh, too much obesity you know these are all deficiencies that we need to correct. Or we can yeah. look out, look out there, and that's just what that's what they're trying to teach. That's what Abraham is trying to teach, is to put your attention. If understand the law of attraction, put your attention on what it is that you would like to manifest or create or bring into the world, and uh, and don't allow yourself to go back to the thing that you don't like. Because when your attention is on what's missing, or what you don't like, or what's wrong. Um, the yeah, universe, yeah, the universe uh, offers you experiences that match us up with what it is that you're saying, what you're asking for. So you're asking for more things to be wrong, and for more, and yet I, you know, I, I read about another mass murder, you know, and whether it's in a church or whether it's in a school or, or what are these kind of things, and. Uh, I don't. Uh, I immediately, in in my mind, go to you know we've got to get rid of all these guns. We've got to change all of this. We've got to do. And it's like, and the answer is, in, in, it's in something else. It's in looking at what is right and keeping our focus on that, and and helping more and more people to come to that place. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.